0: OK, we're ready to start with Iowa State coach, head coach. Matt Campbell has joined us up here. And if, once you all get seated, we'll, well, he's going to go ahead and start. And you all might grab a seat. And we're going to try to stay on schedule the rest of the morning. Coach, welcome and your thoughts about the upcoming season.
1: Yeah, let me first and foremost just say i um, very thankful and grateful to, to be here. Obviously, represent um, Iowa State University, our athletic department, and certainly our football program. Um, I do think before getting going, you know, it would be, uh, wouldn't be right for me to, to not say a sincere thank you to the leadership that we have gotten from the Big 12 over the last, really over the last two years. You know, from what Bob Bowlsby and Ed Stewart have done from a leadership perspective, um, the challenge of last fall to the ever-changing landscape in college athletics, uh, their communication, their leadership has been second to none. So certainly. Extremely grateful um, from my end, brought two of our players here with me today to represent Iowa State football um, on the offensive side, Brees Hall um, Brees is a junior tailback who has continued to do tremendous things for our football program. I think as a coach, you're always grateful when one of your best players is a young man that's growing in every aspect of his life, who he is, what he stands for, and how he leads on and off our football field. i um, really proud of what he's accomplished in his continued growth. Um, and then secondly, on the defensive side is Greg Isworth, um, Greg from the state of Texas. Greg is a... Uh, going in to be a four-year starter at the safety position, three-time all-conference player. Most importantly, Greg will graduate with his graduate degree um, early this fall. Greg is one of those young men for us that has been what I would call a transformational leader. Iowa State football wouldn't be where it is without Greg's leadership. Um, he's been a transformer and really proud of everything that he stands for on and off the field. And so, you know, really from from my standpoint, over since the month of January, we've had 118 players in our program going through the off-season program, um, really been led every step of the way by our 25 seniors. Our seniors have done a great job. I talk a lot about player driven leadership, their leadership on and off the field to demand the standard day in and day out has been exceptional. And so there's a great pride that I take in this year's football team, especially our leadership from the top. Um, and you know, with that said, uh, I know we are getting ready to, to finish the summer season, get into fall camp, and certainly excited about that. So any questions you might have, I'll certainly open up to you guys. We got a question on the aisle on the left
0: side, and then we take one right behind you. Wendell Bardhouse, the press, press break. Uh, Matt, how confident are you that the players are going to kind of build off last season and kind of embrace what you all did, but not buy into the hype that, hey, you guys are contenders and not just uh, scrappy little underdogs anymore?
1: Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I think that confidence is gained and earned through the offseason, right? And that confidence is gained and earned through the summer and through fall camp. And, you know, that's that's really what football is, right? And um, I think sometimes... We, we get lost in terms of college football. You're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds. And you still have to be great teachers from a leadership perspective on my standpoint. Um, and what I've always said about our program is we're certainly outcome aware, but that's never what we've talked about in our program. What we've talked about is how do you put your ego aside? How do we, how do we understand process? And how do we understand our purpose? And if we can define those two things, and then work to get better in those areas, then we're going to give ourselves an earned opportunity to have confidence going into the fall. And so, you know, I still think we're in the process of earning the confidence uh, to be ready for the fall season right now. Question on the aisle, left side. Hey, Matt, Brian Davis, Austin American-Statesman. I think a lot of people who are around the country or not Iowa State fans are probably surprised you're still here in Ames, right? So I guess that's my question is, Why are you still in Ames? What does it mean to you to still be there and and what you're still building? Yeah. You know, for me, I think very simply put, you know, I didn't get in this profession um, to be somebody. I got in this profession to do something. And, you know, for me, I've always said, and I tell this to our, I think our society, you're either trying to be somebody else or you're trying to do something. And I think from my end, you know, what I love about football is to teach. What I love about football is to coach. And, you know, what I love about, you know, creating a culture where young people feel confident and safe to show up every day and work to become the best version of themselves, where coaches get to show up every day and work to become the best version of themselves. That's what I love. And I think we've worked really hard to create a culture that allows that growth to happen within our walls. And really, that's, that's what I love about the sport. And that's really what I, what I love about what I get to do day in and day out we got a question
0: about a third of the way back on the right side. Hey Matt, Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoman.
1: Uh, Brock not here today, neither is Spencer Rattler. Two really young, young, good young quarterbacks in the league and the country. I was wondering if you could just talk about Brock, his progression, and then you saw Spencer twice last year as well. If you could talk about what you saw to him in terms of his evolution. Yeah, you know, Br- Brock not here, going to the Manning camp actually tomorrow. so. You know, I think a lot of that had to do with, with you know his obligations of where he's gotta be and, and certainly opportunities that he has. And you know, but, but when you talk about Brock Purdy, I think you, you talk about where our program has come and the growth we've been able to make. It's literally been on the coattails of Brock Purdy. And we wouldn't be where we're at today without his consistency and his leadership, um, without his demand to be the best in everything he does. I think what I love about Brock more than anything is he's never been satisfied, and he's an elite competitor. And you know, I, I think what I loved about his growth a, a year ago, I think any time that you care so much, and I think myself, our coaches, the players that have invested greatly, sometimes you care so much that sometimes you, you, you're almost paralyzed because you don't want to screw it up. You don't want to make a mistake. And what I saw last year is as we got to November, December, and finishing the season, I saw that Brock Purdy as a freshman that played, man, with so much confidence and so much carefree. Uh, mentality that it was such a joy for me as a coach to see that come back and him enjoy playing quarterback at iowa state again and um you know i am just so proud of who he is and what he's become and I, I really think he's got a chance to to really put a great finishing touch on what's been an incredible journey for him um, as we get into this season and you know you talk about spencer i i think the only thing you can say is the utmost respect i think you see Almost some some great similarities across the way, you know. What, watching him grow throughout last football season, you know, and, and probably nobody had a greater advantage of that in the Big 12 than than myself. You know, you saw him early in a conference game, um, kind of working through it. And obviously, we know what kind of you know coach and coaching that he's getting there. It's exceptional and maybe as good as any quarterback coaching as you're going to find. And, and you saw him just gain confidence as the season went. And I think you saw that team rally around his leadership and his confidence. And so um, the utmost respect for Spencer, I think you, you, elite athleticism, elite arm strength, Um, And you really see a a young man that at the end of the season had tremendous confidence in the offense. Question on the outside, right. Uh, Cole Thompson, LonghornsCountry.com. Just want to get your thoughts on Brees, what he was able to do last year. Big breakout year leading the FBS in rushing yards. But at the same time, you saw Bijan Robinson from Texas really kind of step up towards the end of the season. Do you believe both these running backs could be in the fight for the Dope Walker All-American Heisman race? Yeah, you know, it, let me answer Brees first. You know, I think the Brees is is one of those young men in terms of our program that you got to remember was just a sophomore. And obviously, those that that rushing stuff is all great, but that always happens because there's offensive linemen and tight ends that do a great job too. And that's certainly not taking anything away from Brees because Brees has been exceptional. Um, I think Brees is an incredible athlete. I've always said when your best talent and your best players have elite work ethic, you give your team a chance to be successful. And Brees has done that for us. You know, uh, when you talk about awards and you talk about some of those things for running backs or any players, I think those are probably great conversations for everybody else because, you know, I think all we're trying to do is, man, how do you get these guys to reach their full potential and become the best version of themselves they can be? And certainly Brees has done that for us. Now we'll
0: take the outside. Right. Yeah, I'm Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman. Um, we, the last two or three years, we've asked you questions like, how close are you guys to getting over the top? Did you answer that question last year, even though you didn't win on this field, but you went to the wire with Oklahoma, you beat them in Ames. Is it just a matter of doing it now that you've reached the level that you can win a Big 12 championship?
1: Well, I, I think again, we, when you say part of your program is being outcome aware, right? Is you know part of being outcome aware is, man, you 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 work so hard to become the best, and and you want to strain to be the best, and you know I, I think what we what we understand is, you know, there's a unique way we have to do that. Names Iowa, and that's a little bit different. We gotta we gotta work week in and week out to be the best team we can be, and you know I think as we've continued to grow and recruit. You know, our, our our team approach to how we have to play the game offensively and defensively, and certainly in special teams, I think has grown with us. So. Um, you know, I think what we've done is we've certainly understand that there's a, there's a pathway to become the best, um, But right now you know you're, you're talking about an Oklahoma team and certainly some teams in this conference that have tremendous football teams and tremendous players um, and, and an Oklahoma team that certainly had a tremendous amount of success. So uh, I think what we're learning is how we have to do it, and that part's been a real fun journey for us. Right here on the second row, stand up, please. Thank you. James
0: to with White Wright right, Sun. Coach, the Big 12 is unique in that you're guaranteed if you make it to the championship game, you're going to repeat against the opponent you've already played. Is there something that is, what goes into preparing for facing a team that, like in your case, you guys already beaten Oklahoma and you have to play them a second time, that you have to approach the game and play a team beat them just to get a chance to go on and play in the bowl?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I certainly think it's unique, I guess, in that regard. But I, I think if we would go back to, you know, I played Division Three football and, and that happened a lot in the tournament setting in Division Three athletics. Um, I think when you talk about high school, Athletics, you, you certainly have that same challenge usually um, as you're preparing to make a, a run for a championship. So I don't think it's unique to our sport. I guess is what I would say. And um, I, I, it's always challenging to play, a, a, especially what will be a really good team twice. And yet, uh, you know, it's part of the game and something that I think you're always trying to trying to find that balance of how much do you change it up to, you know, how much do you still want to be do what you do best. So. Uh, unique challenge, obviously, in the Big 12, but it's certainly not unique to football. Got it.
0: Fourth row, just inside the line. Matt Ivan Mazel with On3.com. You mentioned 25 seniors. How many of those guys are back because they got a free year? And how big can you explain? I mean, we all know seniors are more important, but just the, that amount, what it means to the team.
1: Yeah, you know we're we're, we're fortunate. I've, you know we've got we've got eight of those seniors for us that are that are coming back with that COVID rule. Um, you know, and, and to me, I, I felt like every young man that I met with at the end of the season was, you know, everybody is in a different place. And you know, for those seniors, it was certainly a chaotic start to the season for a lot of guys. I thought it it kind of gave us some normalcy as we got into the season. But at the end of the year, you know, I think the conversation, two regards. Number one, um, you know, professionally from an athletic standpoint, was it in their best interest to leave? And number two, professionally from an academic standpoint, you got to remember some of these guys have tremendous degrees and they were ready to move on with life. A couple of our guys got married, a couple of our guys got, got great job opportunities and were ready to seize those opportunities. And yet what I think I'm probably most proud of is the young men that decided to come back very much in the same same area, they felt like there was a gap, there was somewhere that they could really improve and take advantage of this. And I think my ask as the coach is, don't come back just to come back. Come back because you have something to prove. There's an area you can grow and get better. And I guess what I would tell you is you know, we're in July now, and probably the, the most pride I take is the eight young men that have decided that decision to come back maybe have made as much growth or more growth than any of the guys in our program. And that part's really exciting for me.
0: Question on the left side, about halfway back.
1: Coach John Hyde from Fox 7 Austin. You guys are picked to finish second this season. Why do you believe you have one of the, the top teams in this league? Well, I, I, I would just say this. Like, from our standpoint, and I know I answered that question earlier, you know, preseason polls and stuff right now really don't mean a whole lot. And, you know, I think what we know what we have is we have a veteran football team. There's a lot of guys that have had experience. And yet, they have to earn the right to have confidence to be a good football team. And part of that process to earn the right to be a, to a good football team is still in the works right now. It's, it's how you show up in, in, in really January and February and March. It's the effort and the commitment that you were willing to make to your mind, your body, and your craft in times when nobody was looking. Um, and we're still there. You know, we're still in July and getting ready to go into August where you know, it's all kind of setting the standards and the foundation and the principles so you have that confidence to be a good football team when the fall comes your way and those moments come your way. And so you know, I think that's where we're at. And you know, what we've really strained on is how do we improve? How do we take the lessons we've learned from a year ago and the last couple years in our program How do we take them? How do we put our ego aside and how do we demand to get better one day at a time? And uh, again, when you have an older group, um, that group sometimes can can really do a great job of leading the way. And our group has done that so far. On the aisle through Roseback,
0: Coach Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, Uh, just curious, you know, for all these success. Uh, Some would say early in the season there have been some struggles, Louisiana, Northern Iowa, Iowa's been a thorn in your side. With aspirations beyond the Big 12, can you identify why you've had some early season struggles and how you avoid them this year?
1: Yeah, really good good question, Pete. You know, I I think you could probably go a bunch of different directions, but at the end of the day, the (laughs) facts are the facts, right? And so... You know, it's been an area for us where I think we've kind of tried to, to look at that from a holistic approach and saying, man, where, where do we have to get better? You know, I, I would say if we were here two years ago or last year coming into this conversation, I would equate, man, we struggled a little bit at the end of the season, too, kind of, you know, a year ago. Um, and so what, what I think we've really looked at is, man, you get 12 guaranteed opportunities in college football how from the head coach's perspective do you put a calendar together and how do you put a process together that allows your football team to be their best in those 12 guaranteed opportunities right and you can't control everything else but man you can control the preparation to get to those 12 guaranteed opportunities to be the best you can be and so you know i i think i would put any issue that we've had on my shoulders because it's probably been a a failure of mine that we just haven't been able to get off to a good start at times throughout uh, our tenure here, but I think it's certainly something we've looked at holistically, and it's always, man, how do we give our kids the best opportunity to be the best version of themselves they can be, and um, certainly have worked to address that and probably learned a lot even through last football season, to be honest with you, on what that preparation should look like. Question on the left side,
0: three row back. Hey, Matt, Cedric Golden, Austin American-Statesman.
1: You guys successively navigated uh, your schedule last year as COVID is concerned. Uh, What were the biggest challenges? And also, with this new variant out there, uh, how does that uh, change your approach for this upcoming season? Well, I, I, I would first and foremost say, you know, the challenge that you have is when you're dealing with a population of people, right? And you'd say, man, 130 players, um, and then you throw in probably 100 support staff people in terms of athletic training, academics, all the things that are involved with a, with a Division I football team is it's getting everybody going in the same direction with the same common goal at the same time. And I still think the greatest challenge that you dealt with is what was the challenge in your locker room? And you know, were you willing to commit to the standards, not just during the three hours that you were involved with football, but those other 21 hours you are away from the facility. And I think the greatest thing that we learned and I've always believed is when you have player-driven leadership, when the players in the locker room say, this is the standard, this is how we're doing thing, and this is the expectation, then you can get through anything. And fortunately for us, you know, a year ago, we had tremendous senior leadership. That was really powerful. And I I think from a, a global leadership perspective, you know, what did we learn? We learned three great values, simplify, engage and be willing to grow and if you can if you can take that then you'll have a chance to do great things and i think our our leadership team was able to take those values and our players in an unbelievable job leading and so i think no matter what comes our way um, we've learned in a short amount of time that sometimes you have to have the ability to adapt and grow but you still got to always come back to who's leading the way and so i think it's it's our no matter what's coming our way with. COVID or the next challenge, it's going to come down to our leadership and the leadership within our walls. So, um, Great question. Hopefully that answers it. Final
0: question for Coach on the right side on the aisle. Rady Peterson, Des Moines Register. Matt, you talked a lot last year about the schedule. Three on, one off. Three on, one off. Can you go over that a little bit about what that meant for your team and going forward, is this something that you can, when you go to coaches meetings or, or athletic meetings. Can you push to try to to move that through? Because I know how much you you liked that last year.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think one thing we learned, Randy, just even in terms of last season is, geez, how do you, when everything revolved around what we did was the health and safety of our players. You know, you you didn't have them for three months. Um, You then come back and you're getting ready to play a competitive season. And everything is revolving around the primary concern of the health and safety of our players. And then you, you know, again, this is where there's great credit to to Bob and and his staff and and their ability to adapt and change along the way, which um, I think is why our conference was able to have tremendous success. But you know, the three on one week off model, when you really look at holistically, mentally for the kids, physically for the kids, academically for the kids. I think there was tremendous value. And you know I, I think when you're talking about that's the primary concern, then I think, yes, I think you can stand up and be willing to try to fight for that. Now, uh, obviously, we know there's challenges with that when you're trying to play a 12-game schedule and um, all the things that can come with that. And there's certainly um, a lot of great debating opportunities around that topic. But I, I know from my end, I saw the greatest benefit is what our greatest source is, and that's the student-athlete and I thought there was great benefit to them. And, yeah, I think definitely a unique challenge. Like I know from our end, we're we're on five weeks, we're off a week, and then you got to finish with seven straight. Um, That's certainly different than three on, one week off. So um, all unique challenges, and all challenges really comes around myself as a head coach. You're ready to to find a process that will allow your players to adapt, grow, and be ready when their opportunities come. So, again, great question. Appreciate it.
0: Coach, thank you very much for your comments and answers. Best of luck to
1: you for the season. Thank you. Thanks so much.